as we always do, we have our patrons over at Patreon shoutouts to do here real quick. And we still have our usual suspects. We have Paul Campaneshi, Zach Duran, Aperba, Lauren L, Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Rock the Green, Nate Hansen of Hansen Screen Printing, and our newest one, Kelby Goodman. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on, paying for the music that we feature on the show. It's great. Thank you guys so much. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Uh, We are your hosts, Eric. And I'm Russ. And uh, today we are discussing one of the many awesome roadside roadside stops here in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, Obviously, there are a bunch of... Uh, you know, not the world's largest, you know, ball of yarn or anything like that, but we have a lot of cool roadside attractions, oh, yeah. right? And uh, but today we are talking about the Dickieville Grotto. Um, this suggestion was actually given to us by uh, one of our listeners, uh, Joe Thomas, I think his name is, or, or maybe I think as it's it, Toma, it might be Joe Toma. Um, I'm pretty sure it was. Correct us if we're wrong, Joe. Uh, but, uh, anyhow, he, he wrote in actually on, uh, from our website via the contact page and said, Hey guys, check out the Dickieville Grotto thing. I've definitely and, been there too. I mean, yeah. and it was, it's been on our list for a while. It's kind of one we haven't crossed off cause we have right. quite a few. I think we have like maybe 200 still. Yeah. And this is one that's on there, but I think we need to bring it to some attention. It's pretty yeah, cool. And, yeah. And especially now that a, a, a listener has said, Hey, you know, can you please highlight this thing? And we were like, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Great. Great suggestion, Joe. Uh, We we really appreciate you reaching out. Uh, Everyone else should be like Joe. Uh, So we also have uh, great Wisconsin music from a band called Gold Steps. Excited Uh, about They are absolutely fantastic. Uh, Definitely that up and coming uh, next thing that's going to be like, uh, you know, hitting hard at that uh, that pop punk. Uh, really good stuff. So uh, we have another beer review and, of course, another edition of How Many Locals You At. And, yeah, and just a little side note on the interviews. Yeah. So we have some coming up. Um, there's been a, still some scheduling conflicts that have been going on with the podcast. We record on Sundays, so, like, scheduling around someone else's schedule has been really difficult. Yeah. I've been trying to get some um, during the week, like, when I get off work and stuff, but it's been really hard Um so I work at a place that makes farm implements. So like around this time, we're super busy. So it's really hard for me. And I know Eric, you guys are just slammed right now. Absolutely. I mean, with all the things that are happening in the world right now too, uh, with uh, supply chain issues and stuff, it doesn't make anyone's job very easy. So it's it's been pretty crazy, and I know it's pretty crazy for breweries as well. And we have some really exciting ones actually coming up. I think we have yeah. Stark Weather, and uh, we actually have another podcast too. I think the Poor Historians podcast coming up yeah. in, a, in some future episodes here coming up in the next couple weeks. So uh, definitely tune in. We apologize for not having them. We love to have them because we love talking to breweries. And, of course, we love uh, How Wisconsin Are You segment. That's one of our favorites. So Yeah, absolutely. So 
Uh, stay tuned. Obviously, those will return uh, uh, momentarily here. Hey, uh, as we stated in just about every single episode, uh, all of our listeners, uh, hey, if you're really enjoying the show, word of mouth is great. Uh, if you have the ability to go on to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Uh, those are great. It helps the algorithm. Uh, also, hey, check out our website, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. Learn how you can become a supporter on Patreon. Uh, learn how you can buy uh, different merchandise with our logo on it. All of those things go directly to us, at least a portion of it anyway, uh, which helps keep this thing turning and burning. Uh, yeah, baby. So with, with, you know, with all that being said, anything you can do would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we, we definitely work uh, on uh, completely independent uh uh, abilities and we we take no money from any sponsors we don't have anything like that um in the works at this point so it's our love of the state that keeps us going right it is it really is and and just the the fact that this is a, a really awesome uh passion project i think for both of us oh, so yeah. and, and a hobby uh working with music equipment and recording and stuff is definitely something that i take uh and love it uh, it's just an absolute passion of mine and a hobby so um, above all, we just want to say thank you for sticking it out. It's been almost two years. We've it's got crazy. in May. Uh, uh, it's it's going to be the the two year anniversary. So it's nuts. Yeah. So that's enough. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, we've got the Dickieville Grotto. Thanks again to our listeners for giving us this one. And uh, I did quite a bit of digging. And actually, the Beloit Library had some pretty awesome books that I used to kind of find some of this information because there's stuff out there, but you're not going to get the full story. So I tried to sum it up the best I could and get a little bit more information out there to you. So as a place I visited by merely stumbling upon, actually, while traveling to Iowa, especially Dubuque, I love that area. So Dickieville is a small town with a population of about 1,100 people and is predominantly of German ancestry. It's close to Dubuque, Iowa, and Platteville, Wisconsin, in the western portion of the state. The small town, named after Charles Dickey, who opened the first general store in the early 1840s in the area, and also became the first postmaster when the mail system was established in 1849 there. Within this tiny community lies a very interesting piece of art and monument, which is referred to as a grotto. And for those that don't know what a grotto is, it's actually a small cave that is either created naturally or artificially. In this case, uh, more of the shrine, it's more of a shrine or a monument, in my opinion, but there is a cave element to it. But it does have some cave-esque qualities to it, so kind of in between there. I think it's more of a man-made monument. It's pretty cool. Have you been yeah. there? No. You actually I have not been here? Okay, it's no, really cool. It's I'm really sure neat. I've been through there. Uh, I have also been through, like, to Dubuque, Iowa and stuff like that, so I've got to imagine that I've been near it, but never to it, so... I'm, I've seen the pictures. I've seen different, you know, uh, different things about it covering it. Uh, but no, I mean, I think that it's. Uh, it, it, I I think I lean towards your direction here. Probably man-made, uh, and and could be more of a you know, th- that shrine or monument. I would say kind of what I'm thinking. I mean, based on what I've seen and been there multiple yeah. times. Um, but we do have to take a roadside freaking roadside attraction tour. Me and you. Oh yes. Yeah. Like, Definitely. there's really cool ones, like Pinky the Elephant, fucking yeah. the world's largest corkscrew for those stay-at-home moms looking for the biggest bottle of wine you could possibly find. Absolutely. This thing will do it. So the grotto was constructed by Father Matthias Wernerus, who was born in 1873 in Ketnis, Germany, which is actually now part of Belgium. And actually, our Belgium listeners, shout-outs, dude. Like, thank you so much for following us this long. Yes. He studied religion in Europe and entered the St. Francis Seminary in Milwaukee in 1904 where he would be ordained in 1907 as a, as a Catholic priest. Nice. 
It was in 1918 where he would become a pastor of the Holy Ghost Church in Dickeyville, where he would create his masterpiece, Grotto. It is believed he was inspired by the Grotto of Redemption, which was created by Paul Doberstein, who began construction in 1912 and worked until his death until 1954. And it was actually located in West Bend, Iowa. And Father Warner us wanted to create something similar and make the landscape of the church a glittering, shimmering landmark and something that people will want to stop at and see his church. And some of the earliest pieces that he did began in 1920, which were flower vases elaborately decorated and embellished with colored glass. Mm, a nice vase. A vase. He would decide to go on and create much more, being inspired by his love of religion and his patriotic devo devotion to his newfound home here in America. And the, some of them actually have patriotic tones to the monuments. The old red, white, and blue, goddammit. The old Uncle Sam there, hey. Hey. These were all constructed without, with the use of blueprint, without the use of blueprints. And in 1924, he began his first large portion of the grotto, dubbed the Grotto of the Holy Eucharist a concrete shrine that would be covered with glass shells, tiles, and other materials. From 1925 and 1930, many more were created with the help of the church par parishioners, including the Grotto of Christ the King and his, Mary, and his mother Mary, the Grotto of the Sacred Heart, and the Patriotism sh Shrine. In the design of Roman architectural elements and the use of other elements, including shells, bo shells bottles, glass, pottery, many different types of sea elements, including like sea stars and stuff, like basically ingrained sure, in Sure, yeah. Sea glass, porcelain, semi-precious stones, precious wood, fossils, and you name it, all being held together with large stone and mortar. I mean, hey, if you could make something cool out of petrified wood and uh, some sea stones and shit like that, that's pretty rad. I'm getting older, man. Every time I pull on my pants, it looks like I got some petrified wood going on. I definitely on. Okay. have some weird sea stones. <laughs> you got some sea stones going on down there? <laughs> Two of them. All right. <laughs> the, the grotto would be formally dedicated and completed on Sunday, September 14th, 1930. It wasn't much longer after the completion of that Father Warnus would die of pneumonia and work on the grotto would cease in about 1931. It is maintained by the Holy Ghost Parish and can be visited today and is actually located at the section of uh, Highway 151 and uh, Highway 35. And the site sees upward to about 60,000 people a year who come and visit. And actually, the way I stumbled upon it was actually heading out to Dubuque on Highway 151. Yeah. Yep. And I like, what the heck is that? Like, I saw it. I'm like, I got to check this out. So I stopped and I was like, the first time I went there, I was like, man, this is like really cool. Like somebody took a yeah. lot of time using like garbage and things you wouldn't normally think using of. Using garbage. Yeah, they used a bunch of garbage. A little garbage there, eh? He has been an inspiration to many people, including Paul and Matilda Wagner's Grotto in, Con in is it Cataract, Wisconsin? I think it's Cataract, I think Wisconsin, you're right. Yeah. And Molly Jensen's art exhibit in River Falls, Wisconsin, and many other sculptors included. Um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we want to see some pictures. So if you guys get a chance to go and visit yeah. the lo location, please do. It's really cool. I mean, it's neat. Yeah, and, and hey, follow us on uh, Instagram, and uh, that'll help us you know, see whatever other really cool attractions you visited in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, I can't tell you how many awesome messages we've been getting lately. Like yeah. Pictures and just really cool stuff from our fans. And like, we really appreciate it. Like, I love seeing those messages come in. So keep them coming, man. Yeah. I mean, like, just seeing pictures of people with our shirts or like seeing cool locations that maybe we haven't even heard of, you know, yeah. it's just great. I, I love it. And then just seeing people uh, visiting and supporting dive bars. Uh, on their different uh, trips around and through the state of Wisconsin. Oh, I love dive bar. You know me. Those I, are super cool. I don't uh, fit in with the high class, so I'm a dive bar regular. No, and, and you know, you know what's odd about dive bars is that you you kind of have that moment where you first step foot 
and and the regulars don't know or notice. Oh, it. you feel a bit uncomfortable when you first get in there. Yeah. So I think it's important for you to remember, like, uh, that these individuals are regulars and that you you have something to uh, to bring to them. I think that you have something to add to that room. Uh, so make sure to be yourself, uh, be friendly, uh, because they're not going to chase you out of there. They don't want you to, to leave. In fact, your money uh, is what helps keep running that thing. You know, they're oh, the regulars, and, and obviously they keep pumping a little bit into that economy, but... Um, you being this, uh, this you know, out of out of the ordinary, you know, not a normal person in that bar, uh, is cool because that that brings a, a whole new uh, financial income to that uh, establishment as well. So I always say, yeah. hey, go go support one of those places versus, uh, you know, going to like a McDonald's or something. Stop in there, take a piss, have a beer, or, and, you know, order some French fries. I mean, we are technically the dive bar of podcasts, right? I mean, we really are. Yeah. And I think like I love now, it when people stumble upon us. Yeah, for us. sure. And and you know what? Like now that you know all this Wisconsin knowledge, hey, you know, want to know what? Go and talk to an old timer about it. They probably might know some more information. Like I know yeah. I love talking to old timers and dive bars. It's like one yeah. of my favorite things. Like just grabbing a shitty Miller Lite. Sitting there at the bar, chatting it up with some of the old timers, or hey, play some sheep's head if you know how to play. You know, yeah, yeah, that too, yeah, uh, but yeah, sit down and have a have yourself a euchre tournament. Or, oh yeah, euchre too. Um, playing, uh, what's the other one that they do uh, with the with the board? Oh shit! I know. I'm stupid for not knowing this. I know, I know. I, I've never played it. I've never been any good at it, and um, not baccarat or backgammon, but what the hell is the other one? Yeah, I don't You'll remember, it, but it I know like all the old timer card games. Like, yeah. we've, I've definitely played some. And I was going to say too, we've like... we've been to places, you know, and 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 at this place is closed down and uh, sold to new owners and stuff. But uh, I remember going to the Blue Overall. They used to have these tournaments all the time too. Oh yeah. Um, and it's so cool to to be able to walk in on something like that on a weekend and and catch them playing either poker or doing a euchre tournament. Uh, just so great. Uh, uh and I can't say enough about dive bars. So. Yeah, um, I mean, I know one of these days we've kind of talked about that too. Like, even if like we we can maybe get some of our um, Patreon members to come on board with us and yes, um, you know, oh, it's called cribbage. Cribbage. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I sh I should know that. I t I have I a know. friend who makes cribbage boards for Central Waters, so there I should go. know that very well. And uh, actually, yeah, I've played cribbage. We I think I have a board somewhere in my house. Yeah, a board. I believe I do. We're using golf tees. I actually made it with a drill. I was just gonna say, like, I know I have a couple of of, of a homemade style ones that my grandpa put together and stuff. And he was kind of into cribbage, but I never I never learned how to play. And uh, it's something that I, I think I would really enjoy, and I would love to be able to uh, sit down at one of these dive bars and join in on a euchre tournament or or cribbage tournament and, and actually uh if you're really old sheep's get head. really get in there yeah, and sheep's yeah. head too so yeah and i awesome. know bar dice too i've definitely played my share of well, dice. definitely when, when you guys are teamed up it's like it's a horse apiece bring them back Absolutely, you know man. when you got the tie game going on so yep. uh, yeah that's a that's a wisconsin saying right there a horse apiece horse apiece and and uh taking a shot of rail gin if the bar if the dice comes off Ooh. the bar oh yeah yeah, you don't want to be doing that. That's no. Christmas tree shit. Yeah, the, especially the cheap stuff. That's what yeah. gets you, man. It tastes like you're licking a juniper berry. Woo! Woo! But yeah, that's going to conclude our main segment. We Never really want to lick any berries. Oh, definitely not, especially the, of the Dingles variety. But that's going to conclude our main segment. We hope you guys get a chance to go out to Dickieville, Wisconsin. Let us know when you go. Send us pictures. We love hearing from you. That's going to conclude. On to the music segment. All right, music segment, as Russ said. Woo! We have got a really kick-ass band uh, from the Milwaukee area. Super cool. I think they might have transitioned over to Texas or something for a little bit. 
obviously there's a huge music music scene down oh, there. Oh, Austin, as well, so. where our buddy Mike moved to. Right, Mike, we miss you. Mike, come back. Mike, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this band is called Gold Steps. Um, they're, Amazing. They're throwing out really cool like pop punk. You get that alternative, alternative pop punk feel to it. Yeah. And um, you said you were getting some music musical vibes, right? Well, yeah. So they definitely and they cover Paramore, but they also have that kind of very Paramore vibe. Um, super, super uh, uh, addressed on the like drums. Like the drums are just so pronounced and so good and so crisp. Uh, and then obviously she is an amazing singer as well. Uh, and and like I said, I think the music is just absolutely amazing. They do obviously do some of those covers uh, and have some of those videos on YouTube. I absolutely uh, uh, would would suggest everybody go check them out on. Uh, on their YouTube, but then also because they have music videos and stuff. But then also just take a listen to all their music that they have on oh, iTunes. Yeah, shred some eardrums, man. This stuff is amazing. It's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's so good. Uh, and and if you're kind of into that whole scene anyway, it's it's just like here's another really great uh, newer pop punk artist that you can kind of get into um, and 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 listen to. I mean, they're absolutely amazing. But uh, Liz uh, is a great singer, and the rest of the band is just absolutely top notch on their um, on their instruments. They have the uh, sound nailed down for sure. Absolutely, I mean, there's so, no denying that. So. Yeah. So uh, anyway, let's go ahead and uh, take a listen to Gold Steps. The song here is "Under Attack."
dude, you cannot help but throw on some fucking air drums oh, for yeah. some shit like that, right? The guitar, too, man. That freaking hook. Dude. It's catchy shit. And it's... Yeah. Just freaking catchy as And you just... I mean, those chugs, man. That... Howard Dean, that sucker right out of here. Yeah! Wow! All right. Yeah. Go straight to the White House. Yeah! Um... Really great, though. I uh, can't say enough uh, cool things about uh, Gold Steps. Hey, if you catch them, I mean, they're they're touring all over the fucking place, which is awesome. Um, but I know they were here just recently, and I think they have some more shows coming up uh, right here in the Milwaukee area. So I would definitely say go check them out. It is yeah. an absolute phenomenal show. Uh, they do post uh, uh, on their Instagram and, and Facebook, I think, too, about uh, when they are not only touring, but then they also you know, take videos of like their practices and their rehearsals and stuff. Really cool stuff. Gives you a really cool insight about how, um, you know, you don't just show up and, and step on the stage and just play that stuff. You gotta, you gotta keep that. Um, you gotta, you gotta keep it all fresh and oh, like yeah. being in a band is, is not easy. Uh, and especially when you're doing your own, uh, originals, you know, uh, right now I am in a band as well. Uh, I've been, I've been playing with, um, uh, sons of Leroy, uh, they do have the originals and stuff. It's one of my, you know, really good friends from high school uh, and his dad and and uh, and and the originals are are great. And then we also cover music, and uh, it's it's pretty difficult to kind of put on your own flair to these things and figure out, you oh, know, yeah. like songs from the fifties and sixties uh, and seventies where these songs just sort of faded out on the record. How do you end a song like that, you know? And so it's been really, it's been challenging. Uh, and also, this is my first time being a drummer in a band. Uh, I love drumming. Drumming was probably the first only, thing I started. I've only done it once for a while with Chattermarks. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not the best drummer. Like, I'm a pretty solid drummer, just not very technical. Right. And I so. think that that's where you and I share that exact same experience where it's like, well, I'm not a I'm not a uh, educated drummer by any means. Uh, you but know, we I'm, know the beat. Right? Yeah. Like and, and I think we understand how, how it all works. Um, it's just we may not be using the right technique sometimes and... Uh, Dave Grohl, which I talk about far too often on this fucking thing, but um, one of my absolute all-time fa- favorite human beings, but also favorite musicians, and uh, he'll tell you right away, he's not a, a classically trained drummer either. He learned on couch uh, pillows, uh, setting them in what he thought was the you know the formation of a drum set and just banging around with sticks to his favorite uh, Beatles records and stuff. And uh, the one thing that, that he'll tell you too is like, don't become a classically trained musician. Do it wrong because that'll give you your style. Yeah, for that'll sure. make you individually. And uh, I, that's what I think I love about Gold Steps as well. Is I just listen to them and I get a unique feel to them, and I love it. And um, again, when we say that you know we get like a Paramore vibe or, or uh, really cool Newfound Glory type of stuff coming out of it, we're not saying they are Newfound Glory or Paramore. We're just saying the feel, that, like right, like the kind yeah. of the genre, the feel more. Because I know people hate to be categorized. Oh, for sure. And uh, that's not our aim. We're just trying to let you know, like, hey, upon something first that it listen, reminds us of, right? Exactly. Like, that's all it is. So. And uh, for for everybody out original, there, original. I mean, that's that's it. They're original. Yes. It's just we're trying to compare it to something similar. Exactly. I guess. And you can sort of hear their influences, which is awesome. And oh yeah. Their influences are some of my absolute all-time favorite bands. I go and see Newfound Glory, Motion City Soundtrack, Blink-182, Taking Back Sunday, anytime I get a fucking chance to. Even though I've seen everything they have to offer, uh, 
they will always be my number one favorites, and and pop punk is is forever ingrained in my body. Just that sad teenage years that I had too, with girl yeah. breakups and stuff. You and I, like Motion City man was like the one. You I and I, to. you and I, multiple times going to see Motion City or uh, Angels and Airwaves. I think they even opened one time for Motion City. You and I have just had oh yeah some amazing amazing concert experiences, uh, and then obviously all the years that we went and sweated our ass off we were, in we July were, at uh, Summerfest. We were like we were like in high or, school. Uh, uh, at Summerfest grounds, but it was for uh, uh, Vans Warp Tour. Yeah, and we kind of grew up in like you know when we were in high school, it was kind of the Fuse era. Remember all the Fuse music we used to listen M- to? Much was- music was what it started as, yeah, and then it yep. went to Fuse. Um, it was kind of the era we grew up in as yeah. like teenagers. So, yeah, it's been crazy, and uh, this is exactly the type of music that amazing. is right in my wheelhouse, and I Super love it. Super amazing, and uh, you guys should absolutely go and listen to Gold Steps. Um, let's go ahead and uh, beer review this damn thing. Eric, you what got a good got? one for us today. I know. So this we, one you may know as a grenade. Yeah, yeah. And I, I couldn't find any of the grenades with the uh, little um, uh, picture uh, puzzles on there. And we heard a rumor that they might be stopping brewing this one. Well, I yeah, don't know so if it's true. It was, it was, I think, last year, um, almost probably a year ago, uh, in 2021 at some point, they had talked about the rumors of, of Milwaukee uh, Miller Brewing to uh, halt production of certain things, and and uh, Mickey's I thought was on there, but uh, yesterday I I went searching and seeking, and I really wanted to find. Just had a taste for the Mickey's, man. Yeah, because I absolutely liquor, love huh? it. I I I think that it's a first of all, it's a great beer. It's smooth as fuck. Uh, it is, and not all malt liquor is smooth. Sometimes you get an old English, and you're like, ay ay ay. Yeah, yeah. There's a bite to that son of a bitch. The old English, eighteen hundred baby. Yeah. Holy smokes. Um. So Mickey's, uh, uh, obviously a fine beverage here. Uh, fine malt liquor, as they will. Uh, it's a Milwaukee product. It is absolutely fantastic, though. Obviously, it's a malt liquor. It's straight up malt. Yeah. I mean, like that's straight up. It's um actually not too bad on the ABV scale though. It's actually only five point six percent ABV, which isn't terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good beer. It's actually made um actually on the Miller uh, campus currently. Yeah, it's, it says Mickey's Brewing Company, but it's actually Miller Brewing. Company. It's owned by Miller. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's like where Paps is still made at Miller, but it's so, technically yep. still Miller. And so is key, like Keystone Light, uh, yeah, Keystone yep. uh, uh, Ice. Keystone Ice, I believe, was one of the ones that was also rumored to be uh, being shut down as well. Uh, did discontinued. You, did you actually hear about Keystone's been in trouble? That's why they're thinking about shutting down. So, you know, Stone Brewing Company, right? You've mm-hmm. heard of Stone, right? The little devil beer. Yeah. So they changed their can so the stone sticks out, you know? Mm. And, like, they've been in a lawsuit with freaking Stone's Brewing Company for, like, doing that. Because really? people thought, like, Stone's was making a cheap beer because it actually looked like a stone can. It said stone yeah. on the side of it. Yeah. It's so like, oh, shit, Stone's making, like, a cheap lager? Hell, yeah, I'm going to buy it. But really, it was Keystone in, in disguise. Wow. So it's been, like, an ongoing lawsuit, which is kind of crazy. I did not know about that. Yeah, pretty weird. And, actually, I got a funny Mickey story. Here we go. So, okay, you got you guys might not know this area, but Lauderdale. Lauderdale Lakes, uh, yeah. Green Lake specifically is the one we are on currently. Yeah. It's in Elkhorn. Yep. It's and a chain of lakes. Uh, the Lauderdale Lakes is a chain of lakes Yep, uh, that includes, you know, like four or five different. Yes, uh, and Green Lake was the one we were on specifically. It's very good for fishing. So we were out there fishing, had a tackle box and a cooler full of Mickeys, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just pounding these grenades all day, fishing, getting some good fish loads. But then I realized when I stood up, not good. I'm I'm feeling like dizzy. I'm like, oh man, I'm on a roller coaster ride. <laughs> I'm like, this is not good. So I lean over the boat, hurl in the water, like unbelievable amounts. Like you see me puke, right? When I do get super, cra- it's like a waterfall. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. 
So I puke into the Green Lake, right? And it looks like an oil slick that goes on for like a long, long ways. Like it's, it ripples. Yeah, it's like it's like a shiny oil slick on the top of the water. It goes on forever. And all of a sudden, a water skier comes through right into my puke, biffs it. Oh, boy. Covered in the old rust chunks. Not good. <laughs> Nobody wants that. He had chum. He, had, he got some Mickeys on his dickies. Yeah, it so. was dead. Hey, I wasn't there, but I feel like I've been there. <laughs> and we probably weren't doing the best job fishing either because I think we were listening to like some gangster rap. I think like too oh, short shit. or something, like two bitches or something. Yeah. I don't remember what we had on the radio at that point. But out on the lake too, those were uh, especially back in those days. It, um, man, I remember being out there with uh, with a, with a few people. That yeah, it's fun, man. I I've, I'd spent some summers yeah. out there, so. Yeah, and and now you know I go out there with my sister and uh, brother-in-law quite a bit, uh, and and park out at like Pebble Beach and uh, enjoy that crowd too, which is amazing. Uh, Lauderdale Lakes just brings back a lot of memories. Mickey's is just the Mickey's one that comes to mind right away. Also brings back a lot of memories. Uh, those Mickey's grenades with the little riddles underneath the cap. Oh heck yeah! We so all we fun. all know the logo to the B, right? Like it's yeah. unmistakable. Oh yeah, it's unmistakable yeah. when you see it. But yeah, it was funny. And then we were making lyrics though, because we were like just drunk out there in Mickey. So it's a uh, two fishes at the same time. And none of these bass were mine. It was a fucking too short song that we came up with. It was fucking terrible. We were just drunk and kind of just ho- hooting and hollering out there on Lauderdale Lakes. And uh, But yeah, that Great water skier, zone. I apologize for landing in my puke. I hope you had a better day after that because uh, you landed right in the old Russ Oil Slick. Yeah. Nice. Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. It's another one of those drunken shenanigans stories coming for you from Wisconsin. Eric, what do we got today? Yeah, so uh, we've got a particularly cool one here, uh, as we say pretty much every single time. Uh, The article uh, title here is New Berlin PD, Man Suspected of OWI Drives Through Lawns, Rams Squad Car to Evade Police Officers. Wow. Uh, he took is, a piece of maneuver to get away, huh? Yeah, and that's never a good... Uh, never a good start. Never a good sure. start. So, uh, New Berlin, Wisconsin is the location here. A Milwaukee man is in jail on a $7,500 bond after leading police on a wild chase. This is July 7th. Uh, police say that the man sped off after he was stopped for suspected drunk driving in New Berlin. Uh, he ended up crashing into a Muskego pond. Uh, and the trip he took getting there even surprised the judge. Ooh. Uh, I've been an officer for New Berlin for 36 years. I've never seen quite an off-road pursuit such as this one, said New Berlin Police Captain Mike Glider. Uh, Muskego Police released dash cam footage uh, showing officers chasing uh, a gold Cadillac Escalade into Park Arthur. The actual the, the footage is pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, it's just insanity. I mean, they're going through like back roads, trails, farmland. It's wild. I mean, most of the grass and, and uh, weed stuff is like up to their waist. I know. It's it's freaking so nuts. I imagine mean. driving through something like that. But uh, the Escalade is seen driving up the sledding hill where officers struggle to catch up. Uh, the video shows when they do that the Escalade speeds off again, driving through fields, fences, and uh, around a farm. Um, it's it's nuts. I yeah. mean, if you watch the video, it's freaking crazy. Yeah. It's like truly like off-road, like, yeah, baby. <laughs> it's, it's real looking wild. It's, it shit. is, yeah. Um, so there go the, boys again. Yeah, the chief, <laughs> the chief said uh, that that just shows how crazy this got off-road. And uh, 
The chase continued until the Escalade suddenly dropped down a steep hill and then crashed into a pond where uh, the uh, individual actually refused to get out. Hey you be sleeping with the frogs, buddy. I'm going to be drowning here. I don't care. Uh, the defendant refused to come out of the water because he said he was scared and did not want to get shot. That's the way to get shot. Yeah, you, by refusing not to only go. shot, but do you want to get leeches on your ding ding? Yeah, you know what I mean. Not. Like that's a pond, dude. There's leeches in there. They're gonna they're gonna yeah. snag to your wing wing. So, the the individual had two warrants for his arrest, uh, including one for being a felon in possession of a firearm. Uh, the criminal complaint said that when police asked if he had a gun, uh, the defendant ensured officers uh, Officer Sanger that he did not have a gun. Because if he did have a gun, he would be shooting at them already. That guy's fucking hard. That's not cool to say, man. Um, I'd be popping some caps, dog, yeah, if I had don't one. Don't shoot people, bro. Yeah, uh, not a good idea. The prosecution uh, had asked for $10,000 cash bond, uh, but the individual's attorney argued and uh, it should be $200, even though all <laughs> no, of the things I mean, that it, we know here. Yeah, um, there, there's no good behavior here, so you do not get a cheap cash bond there, bud. And so, uh, uh, in response, uh, sir, you drove all all over God's creation. You put so many people at risk, and uh, the bail was obviously set at seventy five hundred, like we said at the top. Uh, the only reason uh, why you came into custody was, in essence, you crashed and you couldn't go anywhere else. The judge is pretty hard too, though. Actually, yeah, he's a he's a he's a beast, but he's telling it like it is. You know, yeah, hey, you crashed and you couldn't go anywhere else. That's the reasons why you're in custody. Otherwise, who knows what would have happened. Um, so the man is uh, charged with three felonies and two misdemeanors. Uh, he's set to be back in court July 16th. Um, pretty cool stuff here. You want to know uh, what, though? This guy this guy we, needs to make friends with some, like, rednecks around where we grew up because they could yeah. lift that sucker. He would have got right to that pond. The cops oh, would have yeah. been donezo. Yeah, he would have had a monster truck. But we can hook you up with some rednecks from the Elkhorn area. Just come talk to us next time you think about yeah. doing something like this, all right? So we've got uh, quite the the, the yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, we don't. We, years old. He's thirty six years old. We don't no. have like um like like what is blood? We don't even actually was. know. This just says this guy was an officer for thirty six years. So we don't. Oh, so actually we actually don't know, know an age, age or anything. But we know that he was drunk enough to do a wild pursuit. He said he's he would have popped some caps if he had a gun. Not that's, a good idea. Yeah. That's that's definitely going to drag him up a little bit here in my book. Yeah, and he. But was, I don't uh, think he's like that crazy because I mean, if you watch the chase, he's doing pretty decent. Like I don't think he's that drunk. Hard to tell when there's no lines. I know, there, but you know? I I think I have a range. <laughs> is, that he's he, in. is he within the, the weed lines? And he's he's within a range, and I know the range, and I'm gonna kind of go in the middle of this range. And if you okay. want to go on three, two, one, let's do this. Yeah, um, it's, it's in the middle of a range, and I know exactly where I'm gonna go with this. Okay, well yeah, let's do it. So three, two, one, Six. nine locos. All right. So I was thinking between an eight and a ten. Like he's he's definitely had enough where he's he's wild and he's partying herd yeah and he's uh he's running from the officers still doing a decent job going down the trails right. i mean if you watch the video he's doing a not a bad job and it says he's a milwaukee man but he's amped up enough so that's why and, i was thinking but he's a milwaukee man this chase started in new berlin he made his way all the way to my backyard in muskego here you could have hung out with the he dude. just doesn't know the territory he just didn't know where he was at. Yeah. Once yeah. he got off road, it was a whole new ball game because around here, man, there's a lot of ponds, a lot of bodies of water that uh, you guys got a lot of marshland too over by the golf course. There, if you fell in yeah, that, you're done. That's like you're I not mean. coming out of that one. That's a not big ass marshland, dude. So I think honestly, he's he's uh, he's a victim of circumstance. Uh, first of all, being a little bit drunk, and then also uh, having these warrants uh, out for his arrest already. 
and then also not knowing his uh, surroundings. So, so do you want to lean my way or you yeah. want to lean your way? No, I'd say I'd say, you say let's, eight locals. Let's go okay. eight. Yeah, yeah, we'll do let's an eight local. Eight. Eric, do you want to sound the gavel since you're the judge here? Yeah, I think uh, I'm ready to sound the gavel. Eight loco, it is. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.